Blog Talk Radio.
We're here, God, because your promise has been fulfilled in us. We're here, God, because when we seek you, we find you. God, when we ask, we receive. When we knock on the door, you answer it. Your word is alive. Your word is alive today. It is truth. It is everything.
Iowa. Praise God. Well, we're back. Welcome to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Taking some time to praise the Lord. Sounds like we might have a little bit of feedback right now. So if you guys can hear me, let me know in the chat room. Um, and if not, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. Praise God. Well, let's go ahead and pray. If you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. And we just want to take some time. You know, one thing we like to do on the show is worship God and spend some time praising Him. We like to give plenty of time for the Holy Spirit to supercharge the atmosphere. You know, there's something about worship that corrects our focus. There's something about worship that causes a shifting and aligning in our lives that that line us up, that get us prepared for the kingdom of God. You know, that's what Christianity is all about. It's about aligning our lives through prayer, through meditation on God's word, through worship and praising him, and allowing the kingdom of God to infiltrate, empower, and equip our lives for the task at hand, for the job at hand. And so right now, we're going to go before the Father in prayer. There's a few prayer requests we want to lift up as well. And so, praise God. You know, I just want to thank those of you that are with us in the chat room. Looks like we've got Wendy, uh, Grandma 47, Sherry with Pet Prep Radio. We've got Patrick in there out of Garland, Texas. Got a few people called in. And uh, I don't know what happened to our, our brother exposing demons, but everybody pray. Uh, his name is Reno. He's from Australia. And uh, just giving God praise tonight. And uh, we'll get into those personal prayer requests. But right now, let's go before the Lord because he is worthy. He is due the praise. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Father, for everything that you are. Father, we give you praise for all that you're doing in our lives. And we just declare your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father, that you would cause that shifting, you would cause that aligning, Father, that you would cause that breaking open, Father God, in our lives where heaven, Father, would touch and invade the earth. That, Father God, you would bring that transition, Father, from the natural into the supernatural, Father. That, Lord God, you, Father, would begin to orchestrate and influence and implement, Father, the things of the kingdom here upon the earth, so, Father, we say not our will be done, Lord, but your will be done. Not not our kingdoms, Father, but that, Lord, your kingdoms would, would be established, Father. The kingdoms of our God, the kingdoms of our God would replace the kingdoms of the world, the kingdoms of the earth, would replace man's system. Father, your system and your government would be set into place here on the earth, Father, that you would let your knowledge and your glory, Father, cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, and we say, so be it, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, Lord. Now, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are shifting and aligning things, Lord God, as you see fit. Father, you said all things work together for the good, for those that love you and are called according to your purposes. So we declare that tonight, that, Lord, all things work together for the good. Lord, cause a trust, cause a trust, 
Lord, to, to fill the hearts of your people, that they would trust you in all things, that, Lord, they would acknowledge you in all their ways, and, Father, you would truly direct their paths. Lord, we pray for the direction of the Spirit of God, that, Father, you would, you would soften the hearts, you'd strip the layers off of the hearts of your people, Father, that we would hear your voice. Lord, you told us not to harden our hearts, but, Father, you told us to guard our hearts because out of our hearts flows the issues of life. So, Father, we pray for everyone's hearts tonight, Lord. We pray for their spirits, Lord, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation, Father, would be imparted and downloaded into their their hearts, into their lives, that, Father, the, the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light, that they would begin to see with a heavenly perspective. They would begin to see, Father, from your perspective. They would begin to see, Lord God, by the Spirit and not by carnality, not by the eyes of the flesh, but they would see with the eyes of the Spirit, Lord. So cause them, Father God, to have a corrected focus, a corrected focus, a proper focus, Lord, not only on you, but on themselves, that, Lord, you would cause their identity, you would cause their self-image, Father, to be lined up with the way that you see them, Father, that they would be lined up with what your word declares over their lives. They are sons and daughters of the Most High God. And you're calling sons and daughters to prophesy. You're calling sons and daughters to go forth and do kingdom things because it's kingdom time. So, Father, we pray right now, Father God, that, Lord God, you would begin to position your sons and your daughters for their purpose in Jesus' name, that a divine positioning would begin to come around your people, that you begin to orchestrate and order, Father God, the lives, the movements, the, the speech, Lord God, the thoughts and intents, the motives, Father, everything that surrounds these men and women of God, that, Lord, you would position them, Father, for your purposes, and that you would put a passion in their hearts, that they would pursue you, Father, they would seek you diligently, they would run after you, Father God. You said, Lord God, that, Lord, you would reward us if we sought you diligently. And, Father, we say, Lord God, our reward is you. Our reward is your presence. Our reward, Father, is your glory. Our reward is your sweet, the sweet sound of your voice. Our reward, Father, are, are the yes and amen that's in you, Father. And, Lord, we know, Father, that you're taking care of the natural as long as we're pursuing the supernatural as long as we're pursuing your kingdom, as long as we're building your house, that, Father, you're going to take care of all of our needs. You're going to supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So right now, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that for every man and woman in the chat room, every person listening tonight, every person listening by archives, anybody within the sound of my voice tonight, I pray, Father, that, Lord God, you, Father, would supply all of their needs according to your riches and glory. By Christ Jesus, that, Father, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father, for Wendy, Lord God, that you would give her direction, that, Lord God, you would give her direction in this season. You would begin to speak to her and lead her in the way she should go. We pray for Cirrus right now in the chat room, or Wendy. Father, we pray right now that you would lead her in the way that she should go. Lead her by your spirit. Lead her, Father God, by your mighty hand. And, Lord, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, that you would give her, Father God, the, the right direction in her life, Father, that you would carve out a plain path for her feet to walk in and let her recognize the move of God. 
Let her recognize the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we pray for all the obstacles to be removed out of her life. We pray for those mountains. We speak to those mountains. And we say, be thou removed and cast off into the sea. And, Father, we pray that your glory and your presence would cover her. We break off all the shame. We break off all the condemnation. We break off, Lord God, the influence of man. We break off, Lord God, the deception. We break off, Father God, all the lies that the enemy has been firing those darts at her. And we put a shield of faith around her right now, a hedge, the blood of Jesus around her right now. And we say, Father, your will be done and your kingdom come in her life. Now, Father, we lift up Grandma 47 right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, we pray, Lord God, that, Lord, you would just continually call her to the secret place, Father. Take her to a deeper place of prayer with you, Father God, that, Lord, you would just cause her, Lord, to stand in the gap faithfully as that faithful intercessor. Lord, you would cause her, Lord God, to stand in the gap faithfully as, as that faithful intercessor. And right now we declare no weapon formed or fashioned against her will prosper or stand. Father, we declare, Lord God, that you're making all things new in her life, that you're making all things new in her life. And we are declaring, Lord God, all the attacks of the enemy, all the schemes of the enemy would be silenced. Uh, the mouth of the liars would be silenced. And, Lord, we just pray right now over her life, Father God, that, Lord, you would just begin to pour out your love upon her. Pour out your love upon her. And, Father, we just lift her up to you right now, and we speak strength and encouragement over her, that she would have a steadfast spirit and continue to go forth in the things of God, that, Father, you would use her mightily as a pillar, as an example, as a mentor. Lord God, use her, Father, to influence those by your spirit. And, Father, right now, Lord, we lift up our brother Patrick to you, Father, and we pray, Father God, Lord, we thank you, Father, for this fivefold ministry gift, Lord, that's among us. We thank you, Father, for the gift of teaching and that gift of intercession that you so lavished upon him. Lord, you've, you've supercharged him, Lord God, with that intercessory spirit, with the, with the uh, revelation and the knowledge of you. And right now we pray, Lord God, open up his eyes, open up his ears, that he would hear your voice and see correctly, Father God. Lord, continue to draw him into the word. And, Lord, let that word just be rhema, life-giving words that are just jumping off the pages. And as he opens his mouth, Father, let it be like a flame of fire. The Lord, that he would go with the high praise of God in his mouth and a two-edged sword in his hand. And that, Father God, he would begin to break back the darkness, break back darkness, break back darkness everywhere that he goes. Use him because he will defeat all the powers of the enemy, Father. You've given him authority over the serpents and the scorpions. And you're using him as a threshing tool, Father God. You're using him as a sharp instrument, Father God, to cut away the kingdom of darkness. And you're using him as a beacon of light, Father, to shine in that darkness. And, Father, we thank you, Lord God, that, Father, when he opens his mouth, Father God, that, Lord God, multitudes, multitudes, multitudes will come to the knowledge of the truth. That, Lord God, you're using him, Father, to connect, Lord God, to go out there, Lord God, and connect even in those places of darkness, even in those places that the church doesn't want to touch, even in those places, Lord, where the, the religious crowd doesn't want to go. But, Lord, you've given him revelation. You've given him a burden, Father, by your spirit to go forth and be salt and be light. And we just declare that, Lord, salt and light everywhere he goes, that that mantle of teaching, that authority of teaching, Lord God, would set men and women free. 
the Lord God, that he could help equip and encourage and empower the, the saints of God and bring them to a place of maturity, bring them to a place where they can hear your voice, that he, you will use him to bring them to a place, Father God, where he can raise up the army of God, raise up the family of God to go forth and do great and mighty things. Lord, you said those that know you will be strong and do great exploits. And so right now we pray, Father, that you would just lavish your love on him. Lavish your love on him. Let him see the importance, uh, the important role that he is playing in your kingdom. Let him not take the, the small things lightly. Let him continue to be faithful in the small things because you said you would make him ruler over much. You're going to make him ruler over much because he's diligent and he's faithful even when the others don't see. Lord, even when he's tucked away in the secret place even when he's tucked away in his prayer closet, Lord, that he continues to press in. He continues to press in, and it's not to be seen of men. It's not to be heard of men. It's not to be honored and praised of men. But, Lord, it's because of you. It's because of you, Lord, that he does these things. And, Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that you, Father, will honor him. That you, Lord, that, that what he does in secret, Lord God, you're going to honor him openly. You're going to honor him publicly. And, Lord God, it will bring glory and honor and praise to your name. In Jesus' mighty name. And right now, Father, Lord, we just give you praise. Lord, we thank you for sharing with Pet Prep Radio, Lord. Father, we ask, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we ask, Lord God, that you would be blessed and you would be glorified. You would be honored and praised, Lord. We lift up her to you, Father God, and we thank you, Father, that she's an intercessor. She's mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds, Lord, you're using her, Father God, Lord, to connect your body, Lord, to speak into people's lives, Father, to be an influence, Lord God, and we give you praise, Father, for her life right now. Thank you, Lord God, that she is uh, declaring the name of Jesus, Lord, that, Father, she has favor with you, and we declare she has favor with you. She has favor with you, and right now, Father God, that in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the storm that she's going through, Father, we declare, Lord, that the testing of her faith will produce patience, that the testing of her faith is bringing the character of God, sharpening the character traits of God in her life. That, Father God, in Jesus' name, we bind and rebuke every enemy. We bind and rebuke. We bind and rebuke every enemy and declare no weapon poured or fashion against her will prosper. We declare in Jesus' name, no weapon formed or fashioned against her will prosper, that every tongue that rises up against her will be condemned, because, Father, she's your daughter. And we just declare, Father God, daily bread, daily bread, provision from heaven, that, Father, you're going to provide, Lord, the, the every single need, every single thing that she needs. Father, we just declare for the north, south, east, and west, you're opening up sources and resources of provision for her, Father. That, Lord, there will be no lack as long as she follows the shepherd. There will be no lack as long as she's following the shepherd. That there will be no lack as long as she's following the shepherd. And right now we pray against lack. We pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, that she will be fruitful and abundant, Lord, in all things for her family, for her household. Lord, we pray that you bless her ministry. Bless her ministry and use her, Father God, to speak into the lives of men and women. Bless, Lord God, the, the uh, animal ministry, Lord, and everything she's doing with the animals, Lord God, right now. We pray, Father, everything she's doing with the pets right now, everything she's doing, Lord, you've given her a heart, Father God. 
Lord, for for domestic animals, for horses, for for all kinds of different uh, animals. And Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would just use that as a glory and a praise and a ministry to your name, Father. And Lord, we pray, Father, for her son Andrew right now in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would just begin to uh, decrease the tension, decrease all the strife. Lord, that you would cause unity in that home, Father, in Jesus' name. That, Lord God, you would cause Andrew to come in line with the things of God. That, Lord God, you, Lord God, would bring a healing and a wholeness over their relationship, that that mother-son relationship. In Jesus' name, would begin to mend and heal, and it would begin to be put in its place. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that all sickness would go. No plague would come nigh that household. We rebuke these shingles in Jesus' name. We pray right now in Jesus' name, Father, that you would show her the root issues that's causing these things. Lord, expose the root. Expose the, the, the bottom line, what, what's bringing these things into her body. And, Father, right now we just call it null and void. Right now in Jesus' name we declare the blood of Jesus speaks healing over Sherry. The blood of Jesus is speaking for Sherry's healing right now. And we declare no weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed or fashioned against her will stand or prosper. But, Father, you are declaring victory by the blood of Jesus. She is an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. She's an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. She's an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb. And, Father, yes, give Andrew a hunger for the Word of God. Give Andrew a hunger for the Word of God and, and bring that unity into their home. In Jesus' name. And right now we pray for, for Brother Reno in Australia. Father, he goes by exposing demons. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you bring an alignment, a Holy Ghost aligning in his life. That, Father, you, Father God, would just bring a maturing, Lord God, in his life. That, Lord, you would grow him up in the things of God. That he would bring glory and honor and praise to your name. That you'd fill him so full of your word and teach him how to use it to be effective. In your kingdom, teach him how to use your word to be effective, Lord, to pull down strongholds, to come against the enemy, to come against, Lord, those that that would attack the church. And, Lord, use him, Father God, to help safeguard and help him to shield and protect his brothers and sisters. Use him, Father God, to just be a, a, to speak hopeful words, to speak words of life, to speak words of truth, to speak words of encouragement to his brothers and sisters, that, Lord, you would use him, Father God, that, Lord, you would put, Lord God, the the spirit of love, Lord, would just flow from his heart into the lives of these men and women, that a spirit of love and a spirit of joy and a spirit of peace and a spirit of hope would begin to flow through this brother, our brother down under, Lord, we pray, Father, for our brother down under, that you would fill Reno with your Holy Spirit, and you would heal his family, Lord, those in his family that don't know you. We claim them for the kingdom of God. His brothers and sisters, Lord, his, his parents, those that don't know you, his, his friends that, that are out there in the world that are still uh, hooked and bound by drugs and addictions, we pray that you'd bring them into the kingdom. Bring them into the kingdom. Bring them into the kingdom in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you for our brother right now, Lord. We ask, Lord, Use him mightily. Use him mightily. Use him mightily, Lord, to just speak. And, Lord, let the love of God 
pour through this, brother, to others. Lord, when they think of Reno, Lord, let them just be so moved by the love in his heart that he has for your word and by the love in his heart that he has for his brothers and sisters. So, Lord God, you would just bring him, Lord God, to a, to a special place in you, Lord God, that makes a mighty impact in his nation, that makes a mighty impact on Blog Talk Radio, that makes a mighty impact on, on the Internet. Lord, use him. Use him mightily. Use him mightily. Use him mightily, Lord. And we thank you for our brother. We speak blessings over him tonight. We speak blessings over him tonight. Thank you, Father, for our brother down under. Thank you for Brother Reno. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, Father, as we have everybody joined together in prayer, we lift up my pastor, Richard, right now. We lift up Pastor Richard right now that's in the hospital. We pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, we speak a new heart over him. We declare, Father, that all the power of the enemy is broken off of his life, that every attack, every demonic attack would be broken in Jesus' name. We lift up Richard to you right now. We pray in agreement right now for his healing, for his healing. You are a healer, Jesus. You heal every sickness and disease that's among the people. Lord, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, Lord, there's no shadow of turning with you. And we declare, Father God, that, Lord, you hate sickness. You do not like disease. You do not like sickness. And right now, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, that you are bringing healing in his life. You are bringing wholeness in his life right now. Lord, you are the one who heals. You forgive all iniquities and heal all diseases. You send forth your word to heal. Lord, we know all things are possible for, for those who believe, because with you, Father, nothing is impossible. So we pray over Richard right now and declare, by your stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, he is healed. The Lord, you took his infirmities and bore his sickness on the cross. Lord, we declare in Jesus' name, whatever we're agreeing, according to your will, it would be done. According to your will, Father, whatever we agree about in prayer, it will be done. So right now, Father, we just thank you, Lord. You've given us power to heal all kinds of sickness and disease, Lord. Matthew 10, 1 tells us, Lord, even, even in Mark, Lord, it says, when we lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. Lord, James 5, 15 tells us the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise them up. So we pray the prayer of faith right now. We, Lord, pray that prayer of faith right now. And we declare in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And we just give you praise, Lord. We call it done. We pray for a good report, that you would nullify the doctor's reports, and that they would believe the report of the Lord, that it would be a testimony of your healing power, that you would release him from the hospital in good health, a clean bill of health, in Jesus' name. And, Father, right now we pray for a homeless poet, Father. Use him mightily. Use him mightily, Father. Use him, Father, with his artistic creative abilities. Use him with his artistic creative abilities. Use him, Father God, to declare your word of truth. Use him among a generation, Lord God, to cause this generation to seek your face. Use him, Father God, among those that the church has cast out. Use him, Father God, among those that the the church and and the religious world doesn't want to have anything to do with. But, Father, use him to be a beacon of light, a beacon of light, a beacon of hope. 
Father, we pray against, Lord, all the attacks of the enemy in his life. And we pray, Father God, that you would touch him in a mighty way. We pray for homeless poet right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, we pray, Lord God, lift him up and use him mightily. Lift him up and use him mightily. In Jesus' mighty name, we just speak blessing over him. Blessing over him. Blessing over him right now. That he'd feel your glory and feel your presence everywhere that he walks, Father. Your glory and your presence would follow him. And your mercy and your goodness will follow him all the days of his life. And, Father, right now we pray for Sister Cheryl, Lord, J.T. Overcomer Ministries. Lord, we thank you for that sharp word. Lord, you've given her a sharp word, Father God, to pierce the hearts of the hearers. Lord, you've given her a word of truth to set people free. Lord, you've given her a tongue, Lord God. Lord, a tongue full of your word, full of your truth, full of your honor, your glory, and your praise. And, Lord God, we know, Lord God, you've told her to be a living sacrifice. And, Lord, she has sacrificed. And, Lord, you're going to reward her sacrifice. You're going to reward, Lord God, everything that she's laid down for you, Father. And, Lord, there's rewards and blessings coming into her life. The Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare what the enemy has stolen from her will be returned sevenfold. We declare what the enemy has taken from this woman of God will be returned sevenfold. And, Lord God, that, Lord, we just declare, Lord God, goodness. Mercy and goodness, mercy and goodness. The Lord God, there's going to be an increase in her life, an increase in her ministry, an increase in her finances, an increase, Lord God, in the joy of the Lord being her strength. And right now we pray, Lord God, that she would just continually walk in a powerful rainy season. We pray for the the latter rain season, that she would not be in a dry season, but, Father, just full of your living water, full of your living glory, full of of that power of the Holy Spirit, and that, Father, when she speaks, the atmosphere would change. When she prays for these men and women on her show, Lord God, that they will have an encounter. They will have an experience with the living God. And we pray, Father God, that you would lift her up. We pray that you would lift her up in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray a refreshing over her. She's been pouring out and pouring out and pouring out. And, Lord, there's times when she doesn't know who to go to to pray with. The Lord, she knows she can run to you because you are her strong tower. You are her strong tower. And so we just encourage you, Sister Cheryl, keep running to the Lord. Keep running to the Lord because God is your strong tower, and he will not fail you. The Lord says he will not fail or forsake you. He will not fail or forsake you, but there's going to be a lifting up. There's going to be an honoring in your life because God sees your pain. God sees your struggle. God sees everything that you've sacrificed, and the Lord says he will reward you diligently, sister. The Lord's going to reward you diligently, sister. So just trust in your God. Trust in your God. Trust in your God, and you keep doing what the Lord says to do. And you're going to see much fruit, much fruit, much fruit. And you're already seeing fruit, but it's going to go from baskets of fruit to truckloads to trainloads. And you're going to affect multitudes. So you keep being faithful in the little things. And God's going to reward you openly. Praise God. We just speak a blessing over Sister Cheryl. I want to encourage you guys, some of these other radio hosts that are online, and you guys are more than welcome to put your 
uh, information in the chat room so other people can connect with you and have fellowship and pray for you and get involved with what you're doing if they feel led of the Spirit of God. You're more than welcome to put your information up in the chat room and just let people do with it what they will. If you feel comfortable doing that, I'm, I'm all about that. So we just speak blessings over every person in the chat room tonight. We pray for those that are called in tonight. And just speak blessings over all you that are called in tonight. In Jesus' name, we pray that the Spirit of the Lord would cover you. The Spirit of the Lord would heal you. The Spirit of the Lord would save you and bring you to a place of of consecration and repentance in your life where you're pouring yourself out like a living sacrifice, that you're presenting your body a living sacrifice, that you're walking according to the, the calling, worthy of the calling of God, worthy of the, the destiny of God that's on your life, whatever assignment that God's called you to, walk worthy of it. Live holy, live consecrated, live dedicated to the presence of God. And allow that glory of God, allow that well of living water, that living water spring up and overflow out of your life, pour out of your life into the lives of others. So praise Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We just give you the praise. We give you the glory tonight. We give you the honor tonight. And we thank you that, Lord, you are living. You are alive, Jesus. You are not on the cross. You're not a baby in the manger anymore. That, Lord, you're not a broken man on the cross that you're alive, and that you're moving to and fro throughout the earth by your Holy Spirit. You're looking for hearts. You're looking, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking for hearts that are fully yours. So, Father, we pray let the words of our mouth and let the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, Lord. We just pray that over every man, every woman, every child, every teenager that might be listening tonight, that they would encounter you in the most genuine and powerful way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And, Father, just real quick, guys, hang with me. I know I've been doing a little bit of praying, but that's what we do at Prayer International. We pray, we worship, we obey, we speak the truth. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're all called to do, make disciples of all nations. So, Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem like you commanded us in Psalm 122. We pray for their peace. We pray for their protection. We pray for the presence of the living God to overshadow Israel and Jerusalem, that you would raise up your people there to know Jesus, Yeshua Jesus, as the Messiah, the soon-coming king. The soon-coming king. He's come once and he's coming back. And we pray that that, that revelation that their, their blinders, the blinders would be lifted off their eyes and they would see the truth and that they would receive their king, Yeshua, Jesus, as their savior, as their master, as their Lord. So, Father, bless Israel tonight. Bless Jerusalem tonight and give them peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, guys, if you're just tuning in or if you've been in, I'm going to break for a song real quick. And then uh, we're going to get into the Word. We'll probably take some more live callers and prayer kind of at the end of the show. We've got probably about 50, uh, well, a little less, about 48 minutes to go. But uh, we're going to get into the Word here. I'm going to just put on a quick song, and we're going to get into the Holy Ghost. We're going to go a little deep tonight. Uh, we want deep waters tonight. We want deep waters tonight. 
So, you know, uh, we just need to get full, guys. God doesn't want us playing games. And I'm not saying you guys are playing games. I'm not making that statement at all because I know the majority of the people that come into this chat room and that come on to our show and that pray with us, you guys are deep, you're serious, you're hungry for the living God. And I want to just get deep tonight. Let's, Let's just get into his presence a little bit deeper and let's let him speak to our hearts tonight. Let's let him speak to our hearts tonight. So that's what this is all about. You've got to hear the Lord. You've got to hear the Lord.
Uh, praise God. Hey, we're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, that's got a little country flair to it. But, you know, that's the way we roll down here in Texas. You know, we want God to open the eyes of our hearts. That's what it's all about. You've got to have the eyes of your heart flooded with light. You've got to know the hope of your calling. You've got to have an understanding of where God is leading you, how God is feeding you, okay? How God feeds you, okay, is very vital in place of how God is leading you. You know, we're led by his word. His word is a light to our path, a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. You've got to be full of his word. You've got to have an understanding of his word. Listen. God's calling us to a life of prayer, a life that bears fruit. And if you're going to bear fruit for his kingdom, there's going to be some pruning. You know, John 15, 2 says, he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more fruit. You know that. Sometimes when you want more fruit, there's got to be a pruning. And sometimes we need to become aware of our inability to pray in power. You know, God's calling us to not just have a mundane prayer life, but to get so full of the Word, so full of the Spirit, so connected with Him, that when we open our mouths, the kingdom comes out. When we open our mouths, the Word of the living God comes out. That's what He wants. He says, you know, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The deal is this, whatever's in your heart, is going to come out of your mouth. Whatever's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. There's a direct correlation between what's going on on the inside and what is released vocally, verbally, orally through your lips. And listen, what you speak out of your mouth comes into your life. If you study the teaching on speaking to the mountain, Jesus says you can have whatsoever things you say. He didn't say you can have whatever godly things you say. He said, you can have whatever things you say. That's why it's very important that we get a grip, we get a handle, we get a hold on our words. We get our words in line with his word. We make sure that what we're speaking is what we hear the Father speaking. What we're praying is what we hear the Father praying. Very important that we get into unity or we get into alignment. And I've shared this before. You know, my wife had an accident a couple of months ago. And when she did, it threw a lot of things out of alignment. We didn't realize until she went to the chiropractor and they took some x-rays and CAT scans and MRIs and all this fun stuff. And it showed us that this disc and this vertebrae should be here, but now it's here. This disc used to be in here, now it's bulged out over here. This uh, nerve used to be like this, but now this is pressing on this nerve. And things were out of alignment. And what, what we realized is when she was out of alignment, she could not function properly. She could not function properly. See, what she was purposed to do, the things that, that she was created to do, the way that her body was created to function, because there was a misalignment and things were out of whack, all of a sudden the purpose changed. All of a sudden her function became dysfunctional. All of a sudden, the, the things that she was doing freely and naturally and normally 
all of a sudden there was an abnormality there. And just like there's a misalignment in the natural, it causes everything to get out of whack in our lives. We need to keep ourselves in alignment spiritually. And the way we do that is by taking heed to the Word of God. Taking heed to the Word of God. You know, there's a pruning that has to take place. If you just let your trees grow, you let your hedges grow, any old way they start growing wild and they get all out of whack. You know, anytime you're, you're, you know, working with flowering plants or anything like that, whenever you don't prune back certain things, you don't cut away the dead stuff, what happens is the stuff that's unfruitful begins to suck the life out of the plant and then the, the actual fruiting part of the plant or the flowering part of the plant doesn't produce as healthily. It's not, the things that come out of it aren't, aren't healthy until you start to cut away the dead stuff, until you start to cut away the dry and the dead and the, the unfruitful parts of it. Then all of a sudden the parts that are alive get more energy. They get more nutrients. They get more food. They get more water. They get more of everything they need. All of a sudden they start to produce better. Same thing in our lives. Listen, when when things are out of whack and things are out of line, we can spin our wheels and we can put so much energy into certain things and we wonder why we don't see anything happening. But we need to know that we need to press in to the place of prayer. You know, Jesus in John 15.1, and I just quoted 15.2, but in 15.1 he says, I'm the true vine. Jesus says this. I'm the true vine and my father is the gardener. Jesus is divine. He says, and like I said before, he prunes the branches that, that do bear fruit so they'll produce even more fruit. And God will enable us to bring forth fruit just like we were appointed to bear. What happens? It's not left up to our faith. God's the Father. God's the the farmer, God's the gardener, and he's watching over our growth. He's watching over our fruit bearing. And he sometimes cuts away things out of our lives. Now, there's times when he tells us to cut things off. He says, be separate, come out from among them, be whole. And sometimes when we're around things and people and places and activities, and, and mindsets that are lifeless and unfruitful, it begins to suck us down. Now, listen, there's a balance there because sometimes God will call you into darkness to be a light in that darkness. But he doesn't tell you to have fellowship. He doesn't tell you to partake of the darkness. He doesn't tell you to get mixed up in the darkness. He doesn't tell you to let the darkness into your life. He calls you to be a beacon of light into the darkness. And the minute you shine in the darkness, then the darkness is dispelled. He even says in his word, what fellowship has light with darkness? You can't have bitter and sweet waters flowing from the same brook. Because the minute you put anything bitter in something sweet, all of a sudden it all becomes kind of bitter. So there's got to be a pruning in our lives. God seeks more fruit. The Father is always looking for more fruit. The Father will provide it himself. 
listen, every year you've got to prune back vines. You've got to prune back trees. You've got to prune back shrubs if you want them to be healthy. Most people, even if they haven't had an accident or a, a situation, if they want to have a healthy life, they have to keep their bones and their muscles and everything in line. They have to get everything aligned properly. Now, sometimes we think of chiropractors, that that seems kind of scary, but if they're really good at what they do and they're doing their job properly, they keep everybody adjusted. They keep everybody aligned so that they function properly. You can see whenever things are misaligned in your life, it'll bring pain. Whenever things are misaligned in your life, and we can talk spiritually or naturally, tonight I'm trying to focus on the spiritual, but I'm trying to give you some parable. I'm trying to give you an example. There's got to be a Holy Ghost alignment. There's got to be a Word of God alignment, a shift in your life that causes your time and your attention and your energy and your words and your motivation and your mindsets to be kingdom-minded, spiritual-minded, not carnally-minded. See, carnally-minded brings forth death. But spiritually-minded brings forth life and peace. And even in the church, you know, the only difference nowadays in most churches and even church as a whole, the body of Christ as a whole, the only thing that makes us any different from the world half the time is that some of them go to church on Sundays. Some of them go to church on Wednesday. Some of them know when to say amen and hallelujah. But the fruit of our lives, the produce of our lives, doesn't look anything different than what the world looks like. It's scary. And I've had seasons of my life when when my life was a copy or an imitation of the world. The only difference is I was in church on Sunday or Wednesday or I knew when to say hallelujah or amen. But I still have the same struggles, still have the same problems, still have the same lifestyle. And at some point, God had to come into my life and knock me off my high horse and give me a revelation of, of me separate come out from among them, that it was calling me out of darkness into light, that it is calling me to cling to him and imitate him, that it is calling me to be holy like he is holy. Now, are we ever going to be perfect? No. Not until that side of eternity. Are we ever going to be sin-free? No. Are we ever going to be... The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. There's only one true God. There is only one sinless man. He hung on a cross for our sins. But listen, he's calling us to a higher place. He's calling us to a higher place where we consecrate. He's calling us yeah, there you go. Romans twelve two. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You've got to be transformed. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to get this word on the inside of you. The word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It separates the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What it does is it's the pruning tool. The Bible, the word of God, the scripture... The Holy Bible is the pruning tool that God uses to cut away the dead stuff from our lives. And you will not bear fruit apart from this word. You will not become whole unless you're receiving the words that Jesus is speaking to you, whether it be the Logos, written scripture word, 
or the rhema, spirit-filled, Holy Spirit prompting in your heart and in your spirit or through the mouth of a man or woman, those living words that people speak or the Lord speaks himself to you. Either way, you've got to hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And if you're going to live, if you're going to have life and have it more abundantly, you've got to be connected to the word of God. He's talked about his words abiding in us and his spirit abiding in us. So God, or Christ, wants us to abide in him. He wants his word to abide in us. That way it brings forth fruit. There's a divine cleansing. He says you're clean through the word that I've spoken unto you. And the question is, is are you hearing? Are you listening? Are your ears open? Is your heart guarded? To where you're only letting in, see, a guarded heart doesn't mean you shroud it with layers and layers and layers and layers. That hardens the heart. And the book of Hebrews tells us, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart like like the children of Israel did in the desert, like they did in the wilderness. See, you can have a wilderness mentality and wander around in circles for 40 years and never experience the promises and the blessings and the things that God has prepared for you. But we need to get away from a wilderness mentality. And we need to get into a presence of God mentality. We need to get into a word of God mentality. We need to get into a heart-to-heart experience, encounter, relationship with God on a day-to-day basis. We need to have that kind of mentality, that renewing, that transforming of our mind. Look, have you ever seen how much ground that a caterpillar covers? When I say that, do you you ever see how fast and how far a a caterpillar uh, moves compared to a butterfly? The butterfly, all it does is spread its wings and it starts flying and it's exponentially moving exponentially a lot faster, a lot quicker, a lot further than the the caterpillar ever thought of moving. But see what happened is that that butterfly used to be the caterpillar until there was a metamorphosis, there was a transforming. It got set apart in the secret place. It went into the cocoon, and it got set apart in the secret place. All of a sudden, it was transformed. Then, bam, exponential growth. And you wonder why some Christians get the revelation. Some Christians get the blessings and the promises. Some Christians experience the glory and the power and the the blessing of the Lord. And then some don't. Because some of them are still wandering around in a carnal caterpillar mentality, crawling around, crawling around in the dirt crawling around, crawling around in the dirt and they haven't set themselves apart and got into the cocoon got into the secret place see God God has a cocoon for all of us a Holy Ghost cocoon for every person, it's called the secret place and until you get into the secret place, until you get into that place of prayer, until you get into that place of the Holy of Holies, that divine connection with the presence of the living God with the words of the living God listen you, all you're going to do is suck dirt. 
And the devil, the enemy, will give you as much dirt as you can stand. So you're choking on it. Just like the children of, the, of Israel, they got so tired of the manna, they started griping about the quail. Lord, where's the quail? That lust of the flesh. All of a sudden, they begin to lust for quail. The carnality, their carnal appetites. They begin to go after the carnality. And it's just like that. But listen, if you sit and roll around in the dirt, you never get clean through the word that God speaks through you. You never get into that cocoon, that secret place, that place of prayer, that place of his presence. How are you going to have a transformation? You can listen to as many sermons. You can listen to as many radio shows and TV shows and church services and Bible studies. But if you never take time to get alone with God, if you never take time to get apart with God, how are you going to transform? And God's calling us to be transformed, not conformed. Listen, when you're pruning, you're talking about a grapevine. Jesus said he was the vine. Think of a cluster of grapes. The Bible says the anointing's in the cluster. Okay, and I'm just using some metaphors and analogies tonight. Parables. But if you don't prune the grapevine, all the strength gets drawn into the, the bad parts. And it hinders the flow of the juice to the grape. And if you're going to see the abundant life in the cluster, if you're going to see the glory, you're going to see the, the power of God revealed in your life, whether it's an individual or a group of people praying or seeking God, you've got to cut away the stuff that's lifeless. Cut away the carnal. Cut away the worldly. Stop eating dirt. Stop rolling around in the pig pen like the prodigal son. It's time to turn and come to ourselves and come back to our Father. Come back to our Father's house. Get back into the secret place. And have a transformation. Look, there's things in your life that zap the interest. There's things in your life that draw the strength of God right out of you. There's things in your life that will draw the presence of God. Quench the presence. Grieve the Holy Spirit. And you need to be discerning of those things that are attached to your life that are drawing the life of God out of you. If you want to have power in your prayers. If you don't want to have a defeated lifestyle. Now, I'm not saying you're never going to be under attack. I'm not saying the enemy's not ever going to rise up and, and try to confront you and come against you. I, Jesus said, look, in the world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world. We're going to go through stuff. But the thing is, is God says when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil. God will bring you through your circumstances. God will bring you through your situation if you allow him to. We're talking about bearing fruit, but there's got to be a pruning. If you want to soar, mount up with wings as eagles and fly, we talked about this a couple nights ago, 
You need to get in that cocoon and become the butterfly. Become the eagle. James 5.16 says, The effectual fervent prayer, the earnest prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. It has great power. It has wonderful results. It depends on the version of the Bible you're reading. But this is the deal. There's an effectual Effective, effectual, fervent prayer. There's an earnest prayer, but it, it has to come through a righteous man, through a right-standing man or woman, somebody that's in right standing with God, somebody that's been aligned, that's had a kingdom alignment in their life. And when God sees that kind of praying, when you come before God, listen, read, read Psalm 15 with me for a minute. I talked about this the other night. But I just want to touch on it real quick again because, it's, it's, listen, this is where we're at, man. Let's go to Psalm 15 real fast. Just real quick. I might do Psalm 24. Today's the 24th, isn't it? Probably will. Uh, but Psalm 15 real fast. And if you heard this, just stick with it because it's, it's right on. Listen, Lord... Psalm 15, who shall abide in your tabernacle? Now, the tabernacle was the place where his presence was in the Old Testament. In the Old Covenant, God was dwelling in the tabernacle. Who shall dwell in your holy hill? Verse 2, he that walketh uprightly and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. Verse 3, he that backbiteth not with his tongue. See, God doesn't want us backbiting and backstabbing each other. Nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. God doesn't want us to do wrong to our brothers and sisters in Christ. God doesn't want us to do wrong to the people in the world. Verse 4 In whose eyes a vile person is condemned, but honoreth them that fear the Lord? He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. In other words, keep your word, do what you say, do your best. And I know we've all missed it. We've all blown it in these areas. But God's trying to bring us to a place. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor, nor taketh the reward against the innocent, he that doeth these things shall never be moved. Psalm 24, real fast, guys. And today's the 24th, so I guess it's kind of, I don't know, I didn't plan on doing this one. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He that founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? This sounds a lot like Psalm 15, right? In other words, God, who gets to be with you? Who gets to experience you? Who gets to have your presence and your glory? Who gets to be in that place where they hear your voice and experience your, your amazing thing? Because that's how it is in this day and age. The temple was torn in two. We're the temple of the living God. If you've got the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, now you're the tabernacle. You're the temple. He's dwelling in you. He wants to live in you. He wants to abide in you. But listen, these are the people he wants to abide in. Yes, we have the blood of Jesus. And yes, we have grace and mercy. But God is still calling us to a standard of righteousness. That's why the Spirit of God is called the Holy Spirit. There's a reason. He says, he that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to vanity, 
nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, the righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy faith, O God, of Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. This is verse 9. Lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. It's Jesus. It's Jehovah God. It's the Holy Spirit. That's the ones they're talking about, the one true living God. He's revealed in three persons, Christ. He's revealed as the Father, Jehovah, who sits in heavens and laughs. He's revealed as Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the soon-coming King, our Savior, the one that laid down his life as a living sacrifice for us so that we could have fellowship with God. We could enter the Holy of Holies, access to him by the blood of the Lamb that was shed. And the King of glory, the Holy Spirit, is released and revealed in the earth, dwelling in the hearts of men, dwelling in the midst of those that praise his name, dwelling in the midst of those that are gathered together, he'll abide. He'll inhabit the praise of his people. He'll inhabit those that make a place for him. Listen, guys, God is calling us to a higher place. And we've settled many times. We've settled for tradition. We've settled for religion. We've settled for church. We've settled for Bible study. We've settled for what this person or that person says instead of what is God saying. We don't live by the words that are coming out of other people's mouths unless it's in alignment with what's coming out of God's mouth. But we live by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. The earnest prayer of a righteous man has great power and wonderful results. God says we're branches and Jesus is the vine. And we're produced to bear fruit. That's the only purpose that a branch has. It's an extension of the vine so fruit can come out of it. Look, the vine lives to produce the juice, to produce the sap, to produce the substance that makes the grape. And the branch receives the sap and receives the juice, receives the life, and it bears the grape. And the branch has a work to do, and it's to serve the vine. And through the branch, the vine does its work. Listen, if Jesus is in you, and you're abiding in the vine, and his word is abiding in you, and his life is flowing through you, and you're an extension of him, He expects the fruit of God to be produced through your life. The believer is the branch. The believer is the branch of Christ. We're to live exclusively for Christ. Solely, fully, wholly under Christ so that Christ can bear fruit through us. A true Christian is to be devoted to the Lord, not lifting up his soul to another, not lifting up his soul to idols. We're to be the generation that seeks his face, just like Psalm 24 says. And we need to be devoted to the work of God 
for the worship of God, to, to abiding in Him, to being one with Him. Why? So that His fruit, His produce, His substance, His life can flow through us. And when our life is abiding in Him and His words are abiding and ruling in our hearts, there's going to be a grace to pray. You're going to have a that. I don't know what happened. I had to call back in. It just cut me off. But this is the deal. Look, if we're living in him and his words are abiding in us, if it's ruling in our hearts, there's going to be a grace to pray. You're going to have passion in your life to pray. That grace and that passion, that trusting in him, it's going to give us a faith, it's going to produce a trust, it's going to produce a belief system, an understanding in us so that when we ask, we know that he hears us. And whenever we ask, just like Jeremiah 33.3 says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things, great and mighty things. Great and mighty things that you don't know about. God's calling us. God's calling us to pray in faith. God's calling us to stand on his promises, to get to know him. He's calling us to get to know him. He's calling us unto himself. 
God's covenant is give all and take all. He says, apart from me, you can do nothing. But through Christ, you can do all things. But look, when we rationalize God's promises, and we try to make them compare up to our human ideas, and conform to what we think and what we believe. When we try to make God's ideas meet what our human ideas, what we think they ought to be, but we separate those promises from the truth. But all of a sudden we don't experience the life of God. We don't experience the life of God in our lives when we try to make sense of it, when we try to rationalize it, when we try to figure it out. We've got to just trust and obey. And for the person that's willing to do nothing but be at the branch of Christ, look, the vine will begin to pump all of the riches of Christ and all the blessings, all the life of Christ right into your branches. The next thing you know, you'll have wisdom, humility, Blessing, riches, honor, glory. Sometimes God stretches us. Sometimes, yes, we go through seasons. Sometimes, yes, we go through testing and trying. That's what produces the character and the life of God in us. So we've got to be open. We've got to be hungry. We've got to be holy. We've got to be consecrated unto him. It's only then that the life of God, it's only then that the things of God will begin to flow in and out of our lives. We might experience some out of the grace. He may be gracious and certain blessings will come in and out of our lives. But if you want to walk full on with the blessing of the Lord, you've got to not, and I'm not talking about being religious and being traditional and just trying to live a moral life just because, but I'm talking about living it from the heart where you passionately love God so much that you don't want to hurt him. When you're passionately in love with God so much, you don't want to grieve him. You don't want to offend him. Not because people say don't do that, but because God says don't do that. Not because it's the right thing to do, but it's because that's the conviction, true conviction of your heart, that that's how you'll live in secret. When no one's watching, we all have areas that we need to work on. We all have issues that we need to give to the Lord. God is calling us. God is calling us to a higher place. He's calling us to the secret place. I 
Finding myself at a loss for words And the funny thing is, it's okay The last thing I need is to be heard But to hear what you would say Lord. 